Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. The first episode of 2020. Exciting. Um, how was your How was your holiday season? Hope you all had a good time. I um, today today we've got. I wanted to um, start the new year off with a special episode, so we have Christopher Ulrich back for the third time. Um, I thought that was uh, uh, would be kind of a special episode, and it turns out it was. It was a really excellent interview. Christy, uh, those of you who know Christopher, he's a very insightful dude. Um, just to recap, last time we spoke to him, he had just quit drinking and um, um, gone on this path of sobriety. And uh, he's been through a lot, and he's come come through it. And it's it's uh, cool to hear his new perspective on things. And we really got into it pretty deep. It was a it's a good interview. So. This is episode 145. I can't believe it. So that's coming up. Uh, as far as me, I took I usually take two weeks off around the holidays, Christmas and New Year. And uh, it was it was great. It was great. I uh, the first week I just couldn't do anything because I was so tired. Got a lot of Christmas orders. Uh, those were great. But it just, you know, every, that along with all the other work I'd been doing throughout the year just kind of hit me and I just couldn't do anything for about a week. But then the second week of my little break, I did a massive cleaning and reorganizing of my studio and office so I can start the new year off right and I'm still finishing up on that right now. Now, what I was planning on doing, I thought that, you know, I thought the cleaning would take a day or two, ended up taking a week. And then, the, like I said, the first week I was just completely wasted and burnt out and I just could not bring myself to do anything. So my original plan was to finish the book stuff, the dystopia book stuff. And obviously I didn't do that. So that's kind of a bummer, but the last few days of the break I did start working on it again I've got a very clear vision of it in my mind now finally which has really been probably one of the biggest problems with this book is not being able to see it and envision it fully I'm a very visual person so I it's hard for me to even though Mike had written up all the text and we kind of settled on you know a certain way to break it up I just could not see it and um so anyway, the book stuff's going really good. I'm basically working on it now every day. I've got um, some some money from the Christmas sales and from my website, as well as the some other things that have been going well. Uh, so I don't have to hustle this month, and which has been the the problem for the last four years on this dystopia book is every time I get going on it and get in a groove, you know, it could be like maybe take a week to get this book finished. My, my part of it. But every time this happens, 
for four years this has been happening. I have to stop and earn money. I know I've, I'm a broken record here, but but um, it's just been so frustrating because that's been the pattern. But um, uh, my fortune has turned around a bit, and I see uh, being able to finish this this month in January, at least my part of it, and then it can it'll go off to be um, laid out, and then we get the, the damn thing printed and. I can start a new phase of my life, but that's what January is going to be, or that's what 2020 is going to be is finishing this book and, um, which is going to be, like I said, hopefully this month. And then the rest of the year is going to be taking care of all these commissions. I have, I have a lot of commission work that I've just gotten behind on. And, um, so that's, that's the plan for this year. I think I'm not, I don't think I'm going to do a solo show this year. I just, I need to get this stuff done and get caught up. I need to get back to zero. I need a clean, you know, clean slate. Uh, so, you know, I've got these tool posters, these signed tool posters, the uh, gig posters I did that I'm going to start selling, I believe this month. That's going to bring in the money I need. So I'm not, so I can actually you know, continue on these commissions, finish the book and not have to worry about, you know, hustling to, to earn money to pay my bills. So it's all working out well. So I'm starting off the year pretty, pretty well. I'm pretty excited about it. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've got, I, I, Christopher and I spoke about this during the interview. It's, I think 2020 is going to be a really crazy year with everything that's going on in the world. But at the same time, it's going to be a real kind of magical year. I think as, as much bad stuff's going to happen, good stuff's going to happen too for us as individuals if we choose. So anyway, all right, let's get on with the uh, new subscribers, which there is only one. I've got some deletions from the Patreon. I've got a new subscriber, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. You make it happen. If you want to subscribe, you can do it for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash dark art society. Uh, oh, also before I get into the five questions, I want to say this. Christopher Ulrich is having a sale. Um, he's having a sale, 30% off a bunch of original artwork on his website. So that's ChristopherUlrich.com. And, uh, I'll put a link in the description. So if you are a collector of art, this is, this is the, the moment to get a Christopher Ulrich piece. And, uh, I highly recommend collecting him because his stuff is way too cheap. It's only going up. It's only going up. Okay, let's get on with the five questions so you can get on with this interview. Let's see here. Okay, pulling them up, pulling them up. Okay, here's a, here's, this one seems kind of appropriate. Eric Tengren. Do you think about your legacy? How does the Chetzar art thing keep going? 
when you are gone? Who caretakes that? Well, I don't think too much about my legacy uh, for me, I, but I think about it at, for my kids. So, you know, because no one in my family, when my parents died, there was nothing, there was no money, there was no inheritance, there was no house to pass down, there was nothing because they didn't have any money. So uh, we've never, that's never been a thing in my family to where you pass down stuff because no one's really had any money. So to me, that's what my art business is. That's part of the reason I'm working so hard on it is so that it's something that I can pass down to my kids and they will have some kind of financial security. Uh, Hopefully I don't die suddenly before I have um, time to, you know, create some paintings at the end of my life and new prints and sort of get a game plan together for them. Cause you know, you, they could release work of mine for years after I'm dead. So that's kind of the idea. I'm, you know, I want to teach them to run this business and the same way that, um, the Frazetta, the Frazetta granddaughters do uh, a lot of Frazetta stuff. The Frazetta girls, they have a business where they are still selling his work. People still want it. They're releasing, you know, pins and stuff that other merchandise that hasn't been done before. And, um, you know, that it can, it can go on and on. Look at artists. Artists are selling from the Renaissance prints and books and things. So that's my, uh, plan anyway. So my legacy is important really only in the sense that uh, it benefits my kids or it's something I could hand down to my kids. Okay. Next question. Let's see. Uh, Okay. Adrian Chappell. Who are some of today's artists that will be revered as greats in the future? Well, I'll tell you one, one, Christopher Ulrich, for sure. No question about it. There, there's a lot, you know, and, but as far as ones that I know personally that, because here's part of the thing, there are a lot of great artists out there, but not all of them are going to stick with it. That's part of the deal. You have to stick with it and keep developing your career, keep creating work. So, I mean, I know some amazing artists that just kind of couldn't hack the lifestyle and quit. So, obviously, Christopher Ulrich is on my top pick. Dos Diablos, again, he's um, one of my top picks. Uh, Sheesh. It's hard for me to choose. There's just, I mean... The jury, like I said, though, the jury's out on people sticking with it to become, uh, to make their imprint. Because some people will, you know, not only quit, some some artists will find a different line of work, you know, like maybe they'll get into, into directing and, and then they get, you know, they end up being, following that career path. So, um, 
Of course, I'm blanking out on all these artist friends I have that I love. Uh, you know, a lot of people from the podcast, I guess, like Brom for sure is is always going to be known. I think Chris Mars, who I really want to get in the podcast, I need to try and get in touch with him because I really want to get him on the podcast. Um, he's definitely you know one of the major players and and is is going to be known. In my opinion. Uh, okay, let me see here. Let me look at old episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like I could pick any names on any name on here, and all these people I think are going to be around in the future. Um, or revered, revered in the future, I suppose. Um, you know, Nico Hurtado, obviously, Paul Booth, obviously, because they're uh, seriously established. Lori Lipton, for sure. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're asking about sort of uh, artists that aren't super in the big time that are going to be greats in the future or what, but I think it's probably safe to say that most of the people that have been interviewed on the Dark Art Society podcast are, are um, going to be revered as greats. How about that? That's a good diplomatic question uh, answer to that question okay let's see uh, I got three more questions I need to answer here um, um, okay Desiree Kuara Hogan a question about the business side of art when you get a commission do you break down the work process materials used for the invoice if so how uh i don't factor in materials unless it's material a material heavy commission like a sculpture that's going to be cast and molded because that's all pretty expensive when it comes to paintings i don't really factor in the price of the paint or the you know cost of the panel because it's you know relatively minimal so, um, so it's more of a, and it's not, and actually it's not even a time thing. It's more pricing by the square inch, but even that's kind of loosey goosey. Basically I, I set my prices you know, I've we've covered that in other an earlier pot an earlier podcast, I think, pricing and probably in the business of art, but pricing is a whole other um thing. But once you are settled on a price, you kind of that's your price. And it doesn't matter if it takes you ten times longer than this other painting did of the same size, because for whatever reason, you still charge the same. Or around the same commissions usually I don't do this enough but you're supposed to um, charge a little bit more for a commission because someone you know it's usually someone's asking for something specific and that comes at, at, a, at a, a charge and uh, also you you lose the benefit of having it be in a show which is potentially a uh, beneficial to your career so since it's going directly to a person never getting seen in a gallery you're kind of losing that opportunity to 
share the work publicly at a gallery. So that, you know, that should, you should compensate yourself for that. Um, so for what that's worth. Okay. Ray Audette, do you see the paintings in your head first or do they create themselves on canvas or or both perhaps? Uh, I've spoken about this before. Also, most of my paintings do not show up in my head, although some have, and when they have, they're usually the better paintings. Like, you know, I, I tell the story all the time of black magic. Cause that was probably the first painting that I could think of that popped in my head as a finished image out of nowhere. Uh, it felt cosmic felt, you know, for lack of a better term, it felt like straight from God or whatever. It just popped in my head. It was like, here, you, here's here's a gift. Um, usually, I'll what usually happens probably you know ninety percent of the time, uh, or let's say seventy five percent. No, let's say ninety. Uh, I I have I just start doodling and I um you know kind of once I recognize I do a bunch of doodles they all look like shit I don't like them. I keep going, keep going, and then you see something you like, and, and that gives you an idea, and it sparks something. And then you just kind of keep building on that. This is me anyway. And then I get the idea for the painting, and I kind of figure out um, how to deal with these problems, the color, um, the composition, you know, what's, you know, all the, all the problems that a painting has. And then I do a study. Then from then, I paint the big painting. And that is just the process I've become become comfortable with. Um, it definitely changes. My paintings don't always look exactly like the study. I allow myself that freedom to let it grow. So it's kind of a, you know, that's the process, essentially. Um, okay, was that five? Uh, I think that was, no, that's four. Okay, one more. Bear with me here. Mm. Mm. Let's see. Susan Philando. How does one come up with consistent or constant ideas? Okay. How do you come up with constant ideas? That's a good question. Uh, you know, in one, in one way, no, that's not true. I was going to say, you you know, on, on one hand, I do kind of feel like when it comes to ideas, you either have that or you don't. But I don't think that's true. Now that I think about it. I think it's, um, I think everybody has ideas. Everybody can have ideas. Everyone can have constant ideas, really. Some people access those ideas e easier than others. But the fact that we dream every night, or most people dream every night, I think everybody dreams every night. I think that but some people don't remember it. But the fact that everybody has dreams, crazy-ass dreams, just proves that you have constant ideas in your subconscious. So I would, you know, my what I would say is to, as far as coming up with ideas is I, I would think that the probably the best thing you could do, aside from feeding your creativity by looking at other art that you love and, you know, listening to great music and just feeding yourself with things, objects of art for inspiration. I, th I really think, and we, we talk about this in the, in the, in the podcast interview today, uh, not 
in the context of coming up with art ideas, but just in the context of life, uh, meditation. Meditation is really helpful with getting in touch with your subconscious. And that that's a way of um, coming up with ideas and having ideas. Uh, one thing, you can, you can also take advantage of, some people have really creative periods where they have a lot of ideas and then other times where they don't have a lot of ideas. So what's one good thing to do? I've done this. I still have a backlog of sketches I can pull from is when you, when you're in that creative mode, you just, you, you take advantage of it and you crank out the sketches and doodles and fill up sketchbooks. And, uh, and then when you have a dry period, you go back and look at the sketches. If you, if you don't have any ideas, you go back, look through your sketches and then you go, Oh, that was, that's one. That's cool. And that kind of sparks something in your, in your mind. And then you can, you know, start a new piece. Um, so that is uh, what I would say on that. Uh, also, just sketching a lot is another good way. Uh, doodling. The more you do it, the, the more things are just going to kind of pop out. Um, personally, I wouldn't rely just on ideas in my head. That's, but you know, some people that that they can do that. I I, I seem to need something priming the pump in a way, and that's for me. That's sketching drawing um so okay that's it all right those are the five questions for t the first five questions of 2020 all right let's get on with this uh oh first off no i already said that um yeah let's get on with these the uh christopher ulrich interview uh i hope everyone has a great 2020 i think we can you know this can be a really good year for all of us if we stick together and um support each other which we talk about in this interview anyway i'll shut up let's get on with this all right here we go uh episode number one for what is that one episode 145 christopher Ulrich. what's up Christopher. Hi, Chet. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, 2020. Yes. You know, they say not to sign anything with just a 20. You have to do 2020 because Correct. people can turn the 20 into a 2018 or a 2019. Well, there's other issues involved in that, but we can get into that in a second. Anyway, how have you been? How are you doing? It's so good to talk to you again. I mean... We talk, but I mean, as far as on the podcast, I, I appreciate you coming on here, man. It's an absolute privilege. It's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, last we talked, you are just starting to get sober, and now you're fucking here, Correct. clear, sober, and kind of kicking ass. In 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 the beginnings of that, yes, yes, definitely, definitely, it's been a very long journey. Yeah, so, so we'll get into it, but you know, it's um, it's nice to connect and clue in. Yeah, this is going to be um, a very interesting talk. Good. That's just what we need for the first podcast of the new year. That's why I wanted to have you on, because you're special. 
I appreciate that. There's going to be a lot that needs to be said. Okay. And it's going to be both on a general level and it's going to be also perhaps specifically. You know what I mean? So Excellent. So let's get into it. Okay. Well, first off, why don't you just kind of fill people in on what's going on in your life right now? What's up? Um That's a really interesting question. Um <laughs> to start it off. Um You know, why is somebody listening? What do you mean? That's a really good. That, I mean, like right there, like somebody's right now listening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this idea of what we do, um, I understand it right now pretty, pretty well. But we're going to go a little deeper. Okay. What does it mean to re- to transform. What does it mean to transform? <clears throat> and 2020, by the way, is the year of invocation. Mm. This entire year is marked by creating your magical highest potential. I would and agree 2020 with that. is the idea of clear vision. Yes. And some of us are, you know, have prepared for that. Some of us might be intrigued by it. And, but right now, like, the gates haven't opened yet. Right. Okay. We're in the beginnings of January, mm-hmm. but it's going to, it's going to manifest real quickly. So the idea of this conversation is to really connect. Yeah. Well, I agree. I that's I, I that's why I asked where you, kind of what's up in your life right now. How are things? Just to get started, just so people know where you're coming from, because you're well, you're a different you're kind of a different in a different. Are, how are you know? Is it's very interesting because one might find themselves in a position in which they have everything they need, Mm -hmm. but nothing they want. Yeah. I've been living that for the last (laughs) 30 years. (laughs) I can relate. relate. But what I'm going to say is like, like right now, everybody who's listening, you and I, we actually have everything we need. Right. Whether we're aware of it or not. I agree. I agree. Now, what we want is a very different situation. Right. So my answer to that is, if you can't get into the magnus opus of your own design, journaling right now is crucial. Hmm. The compass is spinning. There's no direct north. Interesting. All the gates are opening. Hmm. Which I mean, all the gates. Yeah. I could see some of the bad ones. (laughs) Exactly. And they're going to influence, speak to you as if they're something that they're not. Okay. So journaling is a, is, is, is the first and foremost point 
that I'd like to say is crucial to you generating an anchor? Oh, absolutely. You know, I've been journaling since I started practicing magic and doing the magic.me because that's part of the magician's path is keeping a daily journal, you know, at least keeping track of your meditation progress and any uh, ritual work you do and any readings you do. So I've started actually fairly recently. uh, I was kind of just doing like what rituals I did, LBRP, 30 minutes meditation, whatever, plus a, a tarot poll I do every day. And lately, what you're supposed to be doing, I started doing, you're also supposed to be saying how you feel, how you felt after that, how you felt before your ritual, or if anything's coming up. And, and um, uh, I've, I'm finding it helpful, you know, and, and really prob- probably I think, the I think the help the point comes in, like what you just said, is the documentation. Right. Now, as far as the tarot card poll, we are right now in the divine pool. That's a good place to be. Right. And that means like you launch off without doubt or hesitation. Right. Secondly, we're also in the Chinese new New year of the white metal rat. Really? Yes. Wow. Which is a whole new set to the to their prerogative. Now China right now is under fire. Like mm. they're really pissed. Like right. a lot of the world is under fire. Australia's under fire. There's a lot of pain yeah. coming in. Especially if you're intuitive, especially if you're kind of like operating from an empathic point of view. I agree. Um, Channeling right now has to come from within. I mean, the greatest thing that an artist can do for another is to inspire that artist to be themselves. Mm -hmm. I agree. 100%. I hope that. And you have um, talked a lot about with people who have come to you, like saying, I'm really interested in this. I really want to be something similar to you. Although, from your perspective, that might be nauseating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Only because of the fact that, you know, you and I share the fact that the personal struggle is so extreme right you know an old mentor once told me and i didn't understand it at the time but i understand it now very well it's like if you can do something else do it other than being an artist correct right and what i didn't realize is like it you know there are some people listening right now in which they don't have that choice right So we're here to kind of let them know that, you know, we're a family and that that's not, you know, a, you know, a prognosis of doom. It's just the fact that, you know, that's a very special calling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely I've heard that. I've heard that before. Um, I think it was Robert Williams I heard it from. He was saying, 
If you could do anything else, <laughs> do it. Because it's so hard to be an artist and make a living. Well, he's at a it. great example of someone who's been absolutely, totally intoxicated by the art spirit. Oh, yeah, fully. You know, I mean, it's like he did everything and is doing everything to just create the works that he had with tremendous sacrifice. Yep. And it shows, too, because he doesn't put out a bad piece. <clears throat> His work's really incredible, still. No, and, it's, and, and this is what's really interesting, is that he's developed over the years his own personal mythology. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that is why people are interested in what we do. Yeah. They're not, you know, they might be interested in what you do and what I do. But what's really behind it is they want to discover themselves. Absolutely. And they want to be connected to a community that reflects that and responds to that. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. Do tell. Well, I think that although the artistic process is very introverted and very um, isolating, it's also contingent on expression and interconnectedness with others. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I personally think that the creating of a work and the showcasing of the work and the feedback of that work are all part of the work itself. I agree. Yeah, I always say that the, um, the show, showing the work, displaying the work in a gallery, in a show setting is kind of the final step of creation of an art piece or sharing it. You know, that's part of the process of creating art. <clears throat> Agreed. And I think that what's what's very difficult is that we don't have the proper dynamics to navigate each other to understand that you should show when you're ready. Right. And when you say that to somebody, that can be very off-putting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because we have a society so driven by, oh, look what I did today, you know? Right. Well, that's... You know, that's... the size of my dump, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's like, you know, I... It's... It's... A part of our process is that you have to find a hermetic seal. Right. You have to incubate. You have to be in a cocoon. Absolutely. Sorry, my dog keeps, or Dottie, the Great Dane, keeps walking in and opening the door. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting because you have to, to create the work. You have to kind of cut yourself off from people and, be, you know, be very introverted, but in order to get that support from your peers and build a community, you have to be, you know, somewhat extroverted to, to reach out and connect with people. I've, I've discovered in my own process that cutting yourself off from other people is like a luxury that you might have 
in a very kind of small duration of time, mm -hmm. but that's not the case. The case is, in what I've discovered, is that you have to be absolutely engaged and detached absolutely. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's part of... Uh... I mean, you could sit by yourself and not have any friends and just create art and not show it to anybody, but that's not really the artist path, you know. That's correct. It's kind of it's a it's an art it's an artistic path, but maybe it's not the the artist's path, really. Um, so, so with that said, and somebody listening out there right now, let's get into it. All right, let's get really into it. Let's get hardcore. Let's do it. Let's do it. The ball's in your... Uh, you can't say something like that and then put the ball in my court. <laughs> well, you got to ask the question. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. How are we going to do it? How are we going to get hardcore? What are we going to do? Okay. So now the, the interest in what you just said is weak. Yes. So most of the time when we ask that question, it's I. Mm-hmm. Right. And the eye gets overwhelmed. Yeah. But when we think in the concept of we, we're now in what we call a fellowship. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, then the idea is that you're contributing to something greater than yourself. Right. Which for many people can be an immense kind of advantage because you're no longer operating from your own self. Right. And you're also operating from the fact that you're not trying to aggrandize your own ego, your own brand, which is important. Mm -hmm. That's part of business. You know, that's part of what it has to be. But the idea that, you know, um, you're serving a greater good. Yeah, for sure. Now, I don't know what other people's ailments are. I don't know what they're trying to achieve. But cluing into that is a huge advantage. Like I, what? But like what? Like what are you doing all of this for? Right. You know, like what you want to like generate a bigger box. Right. Because I can tell you the box you're going to end up in. Yeah. <laughs> Just big enough to hold your body. You know. So like, what? What's your ambition? Like, what do you like? Do you want the accolade? Right. How long will that serve you? Yeah. I can tell you. I feel like I've had enough enough success and been enough situations that are kind of like what it would be like to be like a famous celebrity. I've had I've had a tiny little taste of that enough to know that it is not satisfying in any way. It's not. It doesn't make anything better. It really doesn't. Because um, I've, rem I, I, I've been, I remember from the very beginning of starting this career and nobody giving a shit about me whatsoever, not being able to get anybody's attention, galleries didn't care, and, and I was just like, you know, a newbie. And I, I was aware as it began to grow and I became more successful and started getting gallery shows. And every time I would hit another level, it would be like, Oh, I did it. 
you know, and, and you get that feeling like, oh, I'm well known, like it feels good. And then it's just gone. And then you're looking to the next level because it's like not enough. And then you get to a point or I've gotten to a point anyway, where it's like, okay, I don't, uh, it doesn't do anything for me anymore other than it's, it's, it's nice. You know, it's nice to be appreciated by a lot of people. That's nice, but it certainly doesn't satisfy me the way creating a great painting satisfies me. That's to me, the, the, all of this that I'm doing for, you know, talking about for myself is to be able to keep creating artwork because that's the buzz for me. That's the high, that's the pinnacle. It doesn't get any better for me than that is to create an amazing piece of work. So that's how kind of how I justify the business end of things, because it's going to get me to that, which is to be able to create whatever I want, whenever I want it. And, um, so, you know, the fame thing is, it's, you know, it's kind of a cliche, but it's, it's true. It doesn't really, I know enough famous people too, and everybody kind of agrees <laughs> that I know that's well, famous. It's not, know, it's, it's not, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's you a means a to an there. end. It's a means you to an end. You said a lot there. Let's analyze it. Okay. First and foremost, you talked about the primary notion is the aspect of continuance. Mm -hmm. So we're going to recognize that. Right. Secondly, you're also addressing the fact that no matter how much you feed the beast, you have the void. Right. And that the that no matter what uh, acclaim you achieve, it doesn't sedate. Uh, it it doesn't fill that that hole right inside oneself. So then the idea is okay. So then what is this about? And I really do think that what we're up to is something quite extraordinary. I think it is about becoming very genuine, mm -hmm. very sincere, very beautiful individuals, very like, in other words, no longer needing anything from the outside, but in turn giving. Right. You know, I mean, many of us want to be recognized and known because we want to be validated. Right. We want to know that we were here. Yeah. It's part of being human, I think. That's a very interesting notion. What does it mean to be human? Like, we're really wrestling with that idea. Like, what does that really mean right. to human? It certainly doesn't begin when you're, bur you're born. Yeah. You know, like, what does it really mean to be human? Yeah. I mean, these are big questions. <laughs> well, this is what we do. Yes. This is what we do. And this is what people are struggling with. Right. It's the heart of everything. And I think when the world deals you with a lot of raw cards and you're really hurting, 
you medicate yourself. Yeah. And hence you are in the beginnings of what addiction is. Right. Right. Addiction is not the problem. Addiction is that you 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 have so many wounds that you are doing your desperate attempt to function. Right. Yeah. And you can't. Right. Because that just ends up creating a bigger wound. And a lot of us got into art because everything around us was on fire. Mm -hmm. That was my case. That's for damn sure. Exactly. Exactly it was. And you've turned it into something that is an inspiration to others. That's called magic. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the trippy thing is, <clears throat> I, I, uh, I approach this whole thing by, I'm going to do what I love, you know, the whole follow your bliss thing. I'm going to do what I love. And somehow that's going to be the thing I'm supposed to be doing because this is the thing I love the most. It seems, you know, unlikely that it's going to work out just because of the, what I wanted to do, which was paint monsters and stuff. And, um, and you know, <laughs> by doing it authentically and, and, you know, integrity and being true to myself was really, really important, especially when I was starting out. I mean, it was first and foremost in my mind because I came from this commercial art background in effects, which is the opposite of that, really. I mean, you can have that within the confines of 10 producers telling you to make it look you know, like the last popular movie that movie monster that we made. Right. So, you know, you do your best within those confines. But for me, it was like, okay, that I want to do the opposite of that. I want to be a hundred percent real, a hundred percent into what I'm doing, fully believe what I'm doing and not worry about whether it's commercial or successful, successful or not. And that was a, what you're saying about being like inspiring, being an inspiration that, was a natural uh, side effect that came from that. It just happened naturally because I was doing what I was meant to do. You know, it's not like I sat out and like, I'm going to inspire people. I mean, I was kind of like that when I was younger. I really had this sort of like complex, like I wanted to save the world and everything. And then the world beat the shit out of me in the 90s. And um, <clears throat> I kind of came out of it just like flustered and like, fuck, fuck it fuck this you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna do i'm just gonna fully throw myself into this one thing that i that i truly love more than anything which is painting and without any kind of like trying to trying trying to have it be anything more than that just being honest just being real just doing my best and then all this stuff kind of grew out of it naturally so it's like, you know, I know a lot of people that want to, you know, they're always talking about, <clears throat> you know, trying to save the world. And it's like, you kind of have to save yourself first in a but, way. But there's no difference. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. You know, saving yeah. yourself is saving the world. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. You know, and that's the idea is that, you know, there's so many people that want to like clean your backyard up. Right, right. And theirs is a mess. Yep. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of time, uh, and I, I think this was true for myself too. Like, like in my, probably in my twenties, um, it, it was like I was projecting onto other people. I wanted to fix other people and things because I was all fucked up. And, well, it, and instead of, you. yeah, right. But instead of uh, working on myself, which I eventually had to, um, you, you, you project it outward and then you try and fix it. It's kind of like a natural uh, inclination, By you I doing your work that you do, mm-hmm. the byproduct is others being inspired right when that was your intention right it was farthest from the truth and it failed it failed, it failed every time i tried it i tried it with music you, and yeah it, because you're you're you you can't you can't manufacture right you can't fake it <clears throat> and and that's what this is about yeah Next question. <laughs> it's about keeping it real. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is this is heavy heavy stuff. But it's good. Yeah. It's I, what is needed. Yes, definitely. Um. Well, I w- I still want to know how you're doing. <laughs> I want to, I, I, no, I, I, I know that you have, you know, you've been through hell. I know that because I've been your friend throughout this whole process yeah. of sob- sobriety and, and kind of getting your life together. And I don't, uh, I know you have this amazing project. I don't know if you want to talk about it though, but it's the most fucking amazing project. I can't even believe how amazing it is. I came to your house and I saw it in these sketchbooks, and it almost brought me to tears. It was so incredible and so beautiful. And these were just the sketches, people. This is like, you know, incredible. So I don't know if you want to even maybe touch on that or if, you, or if you're saving that or what. No, but... no, no. I mean, I, I, I appreciate talking to you about it because I think people can relate. I mean, this is, you know, I'm just one aspect of what a lot of different people out there right now are going to do. Right. I think that people are going to really relate to this. Oh, for sure. Um, to t- talk about it. Can you talk? I, I will. Mean... I will. Okay. So my personal project is in, in, in my own um, situation mm. is, you know, I all that has uh, befallen me or that I've experienced was not my original design. Hmm. How do you mean? It was circumstantial, you believe? Circumstantial and also like like, you know, the first question that everyone asks themselves, which I, I think is the, the the precedent of the beginnings of the work, is who am I? Right. And I answered that question 
And I, I didn't much care for the answer. Mm. <laughs> and I find that it's, it's the answer to our questions that holds the greater mystery than the questions themselves. Right. And when the answer is like standing in front of you, waving, been there the whole time, and you haven't wanted to pay attention to it. Right. You know what I mean? And certainly, in my case, that happened. Right. Secondly, like, all the alchemy and all the kind of stuff that we talk about, like, it was fine as an aesthetic principle. Right. But it being an actual thing that was occurring was a little jarring. Right. <laughs> yeah, be careful what you wish for, I suppose, right? <laughs> you will get it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that, you know, if anyone is deep into this process, support becomes really a catalyst because it's essential. You I cannot think. do this outside of a some kind of network or a sense of family. Right. Absolutely. You know, a sense of tribalism, perhaps you would even say. Um, well, I'd even it's say necessary. Yeah, and I would even say that the um, a lot of the root causes of addiction and alcoholism are a lack of real family. You know, a lot of these things begin in in broken homes, and it's kind of a lack of connection with people that that. Well, I mean, certainly, certainly if you're going to go there, you know, within our context, um, it is a necessary uh, 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 medicine. And um, when you really focus it towards people that are involved in art and involved in the dark arts specifically, mm -hmm. it is it is a plague. Right. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, many of us are suffering under that notion and unless you know it or feel it or have experienced it it might be not something that resonates mm -hmm. but if it does um i think it's very real mm -hmm. and i do think that addiction is a doorway to ascension mm -hmm. it is absolutely not um a prognosis of doom. Right. But it's an invitation to, like we said earlier, to transform. Now, transform is very different than recovery. Right. A lot of people want to recover what they've lost. Mm hmm Only because when you lose something, that's when you know its value. Right. Right. You didn't value it while you had it. Right. <laughs> True. In my case, there is no recovery. I'm not getting back what I lost. I'm like Parsival. I held the grell and I lost it. Hmm. I ain't getting it back. What do you mean? What do you mean? Why, do you, I mean why do you say that, that? What I mean is that if one's intention is to try to do this work or like deeper in our conversation to recover because they think they're going to get something that they've lost back that oh. ain't going to hold mustard. Right. That's not going to happen. Right. What 
the opportunity that we have right now, especially at the beginning of this year, is the idea of transforming, of becoming the very thing that you needed right. and didn't have, right. of, of really recognizing the value of the present moment. Right. Right. And realizing that the thing that you didn't have is the thing you've always had, actually. You are the thing. You are it. And you get best that feeling when you're in the creative process. Mm -hmm. When you're no longer working for a deadline or whatever, but like you're really just trying to speak to the piece and just finish it. Right. And then where it goes, where it's hung, who mm-hmm. appreciates it is all a byproduct. Right. It's an afterthought. So tell you know me. I mean? like, like to really complete a piece, you have to forego your own original idea right. of its importance or where or what it's going to do for you. Right. You have to let it, 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 you don't really have any, I think in a great, in great, uh, artwork, you don't have any control over it beyond tr- doing your best to try and realize it as full, realize this, realize this piece into being what it wants to be to the best of your abilities. That's how I feel about it. It's not like so much you're controlling this piece. It's like, it's controlling you if you're doing your job right. It's telling you what it wants. One hundred percent. I think. I think you know. If you take, if you take um, our cousins, which are musicians, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really feel that the that the instrument picks the musician, right? Not the other way around, right? And therein lies the mystery. Yeah. You know, if if there are people right now listening that they're really called to paint. They're going, they're on a really intense journey because everything that their ego needs or wants is going to be subverted. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's, you true. know, it's, it's, um, you might get a momentary praise, right. but it's not going to last you during the dark nights of the soul. Right. And, you know, and I think that that is really the crux because I think, Everybody wants to feel comfortable and content and valued. Mm-hmm. The artistic process is the opposite of that. Right. And that's why I don't understand why a person would want it. Well, I understand a person being that they that they don't have the ability to choose anything different. Right. But I don't understand why anybody would want this. Well, it's it's standing outside of it. It it seems romantic. You know, it seems kind of romantic and fun and you know, oh, you just you don't have to work, you just paint whatever you want. You know, it's not like that at all, <laughs> but it's it's a lack of um understanding of what the the whole artistic process is, I think. Is what I agree, and I think that people on the periphery might have that notion, but I was more addressing people that are, like, really deep in it. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Like mm. people that are listening right now to this podcast or whatever that are really deep in it. Mm-hmm. Where that kind of notion was, you know, obviously thought of, felt, whatever, but now is just like, oh shit, like this is realer than real. Right. That be a case, you yeah. know what I mean? And in many ways it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, um, I was not. In, you know, in my own, you know, talking about like you asked earlier about, you know, this personal project, um, I was not prepared. I was not prepared for the implications of what I do know now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I knew it, but I didn't know it. And, you know, the personal project that I'm working on now, I can tell you, is not based on ambition or aggrandizement no no it's really about it's really about being vulnerable Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it's the most like really just vulnerable and true and sincere which are very difficult concepts to tackle yeah because there's a lot of trickery going on there right you know, I mean, everybody wants to seem sincere, but to really be sincere is a very different notion. Right. And it does require a certain level of surrender. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Not of one's autonomy or will, but surrender in the sense of, like, glory. Mm-hmm to the majesty of just us being alive together, connecting with each other, supporting one another, and also invoking our own personal truths that may or may not have a healing aspect right. to others. Right. And I think that, that, that I think that that's where art becomes noble. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you survive the Ice Age? Right. You know, you tell stories. Yeah. <laughs> of, of, of transcendence, of how to navigate this tremendous winter that we're under. Right. Well, in a, in a, in a sense, you know, artists are, I, you know, I feel this way about myself, and I'm sure your work is this way as well. Um. You're telling your your work when you're creating a work. You're you're telling yourself that story. You know what I mean. You're telling yourself that story. It's kind of a conversation between you and the painting, and the painting is telling you, telling you what you need to hear. And then, and and then in it it, it uh, expands out from there, and it tells other people as well. You know. Well, I think that that is actually what you just described the way one should work. Right. Um, There are others, and my hat's off to them, in which that conversation is very different. I mean, their idea is, how do I impress or influence a particular dynamic? Right. And they don't communicate with the piece. Well, they communicate in a way. They're communicating 
that that's where they're coming from if you're looking hard enough. <laughs> agreed, agreed. And that is a different kind of work. Right, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that kind of work has benefit, mm-hmm. you know, especially to the one who creates it. Right. The kind of work we're talking about may or may not have benefit to the person who's <laughs> right. Maybe not, you know? not immediate. But that doesn't mean it has less value. Right. And that's the notion. So that, so what we do for each other is that we encourage each other to continue mm-hmm. because it's in continuance that we find the gold of alchemy. Right. You know, like, am I able to, there are so many people that I've been, you know, when I first got involved in my own fall, mm-hmm. where to pose it that way, you know, my suffering was initially very primary and absolute. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as I began to really listen to others, by the way, listening to others uh, is very different than, you know, letting them talk and not interrupting them. Like listening to others is like when your ears are connected to your heart. Right. You're taking Um, the information. I realized that, yeah, my suffering was very selfish and small. Hmm. And there was a tremendous amount of advantage that I had neglected that came to me. How do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, when I was in the heights of my disillusionment, you know, I was told things like um, that I was, um, you know, psychologically and emotionally abusive and threatening. Right. Which pissed me off. (laughs) 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 Like, nothing got me more angry than than to hear that. And... What that was really telling me was that I really didn't understand. I wasn't listening. Hmm. You know, and not all that you hear is valuable. Right. But the hearing of it is, Mm -hmm. you know, understanding perspective, understanding where you're at, understanding where the world's at, understanding why you do what you do what your intention is, mm-hmm. you know, and if it's to get famous or rich or whatever, do something else. Right. There's, there's easier ways to get rich and famous than being an artist. That's for damn you sure. You don't even need to be an artist now. You can just, you know, if you're halfway good looking, you can just be posting pictures of yourself. You don't have to make pictures. Right. The deeper an artist works, the less of themselves is relevant. Hmm. The work shapes you, not you, the work. Right. If you're doing it right. If you're doing it right. And by the way, right doesn't feel right. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it feels really wrong. (laughs) No, because the ego is going like, I'm not getting shit. I'm, I'm like not digging this. Like, where's all my accoutrements? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, what is this? Right. Like, this hermitage, this, um, 
aloneness, like, no, like, where are my cheerleaders? Where's my balloons, <laughs> elephants and little dwarfs, like, you know, cheering me on. And it's like, no, you know, I think of so many of our contemporaries and people that have fallen, um, by the wayside only to be rediscovered that have had tragic lives mm -hmm. that have been alone and yet we, there are our heroes. Right. Yeah, isn't that interesting? You know, it's kind of fucked up. It's fucked up, but so is the spiritual path. The mm -hmm. spiritual path is fucked up. Yeah, exactly. You know, that... a lot of people say, oh, I'm so spiritual. It's like, as if that sounds positive. That yeah. isn't. Well, it's, yeah, That I mean, that's one thing that's, that's become uh, totally clear with this, uh, path of learning magic is i mean anybody that's really into this stuff on a, on a magic level is uh knows that taking the spiritual path is not the easy it's not rainbows and unicorns it's fucking hard ass work it's pain it's suffering it's unpleasant you know it's you know learning to meditate and sitting still for 30 40 minutes an hour and not moving and not scratching the itch on your forehead it is dedicating yourself to something that you're not you know you're not feeling that day you're not up you're not up for it but you got to do it anyway and it's exactly the same with art it's like the parallels like all the stuff you're talking about you're talking about art it's i'm relating it you know that's because that's kind of where i'm at i'm i'm really you know into this magic thing lately or for the last i don't know a couple of years it's like Everything you're saying, you could be talking about magic. But there's no difference. <laughs> I know, and that's what I'm saying. It's like it's the same thing. It really is. It's really it's weird. It's really. And I think that I think that the fact one of the contributions that you're bringing to the situation is that there is no difference between magic and art. Right. Yeah. At least in the context of what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. So so now we're prefaced for the third question. Well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> what can can you be a, a little more specific on the project, or is that all you want to say about it? No, 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 no. The project is um going to be, which I hope to be able to achieve, yeah. is um well, one of the first rules of the next project is to have fun. Good. I I know that sounds a bit trite but it's huge mm -hmm. what i mean by to have fun is to let go yeah i agree now now secondly now now saying that is it's going to be an in-depth look at to what this is like what what is like so, having done having done the work and losing everything and being brought to an entirely different level. Okay. And it's designed to kind of really be something that can be easily read by someone who has lost everything mm. or is crippled by addiction. Right. By um, 
loss. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind it is hopefully, if I'm able to, to you know, achieve it, is um, a roadmap. A roadmap through the hell? Through the process of going Beyond through that, that and but, healing? But, but, but to inspire one to be themselves. Hmm. So using the framework. Like not like not something to necessarily emulate, but something to really be like, wow. That's what you can do with nothing or right. from a low place right. or like, wow, like I, I understand now the difference of wanting to be a master and wanting to be a servant. Right. You know? So it's like it's going to be like I mean the the series one of the working titles is the rise and fall of the alchemical man. And I think that that's a really important because it's all about a process. Right. You know, and it's just me doing what I've always done, just documenting this process. And and if that has relevance for someone it's going to inspire them to turn the page and to do their work and to contribute mm -hmm. and to give back. And that's what this thing's going to be about. Like, in other words, it's not a project that I'm working on because I have some gallery that wants to show it, right. which I've done before, or, you know, or that I have like, some kind of like, oh, I'm going to like get famous off this or whatever. Probably not. It's the actual process of doing it that's going to be the most vital of components. The end product will be, you know, like Picasso said, the discarded remains. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it will, it will not be, it will be important, but it, it's, you know, the, the idea is that I want to be able to generate this next process with people involved, right. with people supporting it, interested in it, and knowing that it's about recovery. Right. And I told you before I didn't like that word, but that's what it is. Right. And so then the idea is, is there a better way of living? Mm-hmm than the one that we've been doing. And there is. Right. right. It's just very difficult to achieve. Right. Right. So I, I, let me put it in um, layman terms. My understanding of this project is you're using the framework of coming, recovering from addiction, losing everything and coming, losing everything to addiction and coming out of that. And the whole process and you're basically creating a series of works based on that for this yes. project. And, 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 you know, the funny thing is, you know, your last supper painting, everybody knows the last supper painting to me. That was like, how is he ever going to top this painting? This is like his masterpiece. It's like, I, I can't even believe that you painted that thing. And when I saw the sketchbooks you had, which are all colored, I mean, the sketchbooks are, uh, uh in and of themselves amazing pieces of work they're all color i can't i went to your house and i was like i can't believe you made all this shit how did you make all these how did you fill these sketchbooks it was just completely mind-blowing but it was like oh this 
that wasn't his masterpiece. You know, this is his masterpiece. This is like, to me, this is miles beyond that Last Supper painting. It's well, so Well, I appreciate that. Incredible. I mean, the Last Supper painting was very brutal because... I bet, man. It taught, it taught me a very brutal lesson, what you was, know? What was and, the lesson? Well, when I had um, two nuns, um, one of which was my mother's superior, was viewing the piece. Mm -hmm. One of the nuns asked me, where is Judas? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, there's no Judas on the table. And it took me a beat, but I realized that there was definitely a Judas painted in The Last Supper. And that was my own self-reflection. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the idea <laughs> is that the artist betrays their own work. Wow. How? By talking about it. Uh. <laughs> By taking credit for it. Right. By wanting, uh, uh, by laying claim to what they do with their name. Right. You know, it's like we're not, at this point when you're working, like you're channeling, like in before the Renaissance hit, and artists were really be, being able to put their name onto things, like you were anonymous. Right. Imagine creating works of art in which you're anonymous. Right. You know? <laughs> per perfectly timed duck ringtone. <laughs> right. And so, like, the idea is, you know, art actually has no value. Mm -hmm. It's sacred. Right. Something that's sacred has, you can't put a dollar amount on it. Right. We do because we're out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I remember when I did that last series with The Last Supper and all of that, like, it broke me. And that but was, I, yeah, that's it, the other thing. That's the other thing is you did The Last Supper and you did a, <laughs> how many other paintings did you do with that series that were all like 11. six feet, seven feet tall or? Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable yeah. 11 other pieces or 11 yeah. total it was just well, it was and, 12 in total and yes. and how many how long did it take you to create that um i worked on it for a little uh, for about a year but 18 hours a day oh my uh, god and it broke you it did yeah yeah, yeah. it was a very and everything that i thought would manifest from that did not. Right. right. Yeah. It was yeah. to me, it was crazy. That's one thing I was, when I saw that show, I was like, it was at La, La Luz de Jesus, right? That's right. And I was just like, this does not, this does not make sense. It's like this work should be in the biggest museum of the world. Well, I mean, it's great know, that they showed it and all, and it was awesome. Yeah, but... I mean, La Luce Jesus is a very special place. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I was very glad to to have been able to, you know, what, like just like you when I first started out, like nobody wanted to show me. Right. I had to create my own thing. Yep. And I know everyone who's listening, like I know the process of wanting to be on the walls, not being on those walls, being able to achieve one piece on those walls, then from the next stage to gain 
a sh- uh, a show, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, which are on more than just you know one piece or whatever, um, you know, and 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 you do the whole math, and it just grows from there, and then like doing your own show, and then being in a museum and all of this sort of thing, and in the end all those things that you never thought you could achieve, you achieved. And yet you're as broken, as fucked up as when you started. Right. It's like, but, you know, it's like, it's a horror show. And then, you know, and then like when you create like an expectation where people are expecting you to pull out the next golden age. Right. And you're like the goose that had its, ass kicked (laughs) or been you know cut open to get all the you know eggs and that's not what it's about what it's about is like absolutely a journey Mm -hmm. and sometimes that journey is very um unpleasant yeah, well, I, I mean, it's it's no knock against uh, La Luz by any means. What my point being is that 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 show was bigger than any gallery that is in our scene. It was it's beyond. I felt it was beyond. It was well, too big, that, too big for no. for any gallery. It was like it needed to be. I mean, it's it, it's it was so amazing. I just could not believe it. It's like I don't even know where you'd show it. At the, uh, you know, some fucking famous big, the oldest, you know, museum in Rome or something or the Louvre. I don't know. It's like it was that kind of show. It was just like this is the interesting thing. It's like a lot of us create what we do and we don't know. You know, I've had many people come up to me in shows and uh, I had this one guy come up to me pissed shouting in my face going who the hell did you make these pieces for what what does that mean well i mean that was his you know he he had a very apt criticism because what he recognized was the fact that i wasn't making things with the idea of an audience Hmm. right and that angered him hmm and that's a very interesting notion. Like, there are people who do, who have the sensibility and the correct notion that they actually create things for public consumption. Right. God forbid you do something that's arcane. Yeah. Or obscure. Not that you mean to, right. but you don't <laughs> have the intention towards others that some others would like you to have. Right, right. Do you understand? Yeah. So there's always a, a shred of insight in someone's awkward insult. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, there's always insight in, in everything if you look hard enough. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, this one, Can you tell the story? I hate to – you don't have to if you don't want to. But the story of, of your – before we move on to, to bigger, heavier subjects, can you tell the story of the the painting of yours that went on the freeway? 
Oh, yeah. Because that, that is the craziest story. <laughs> and I saw that painting because I went to that show. Yeah. I don't think you told it before, I, even if you have. I, I, I'm not quite sure if I have. But, yeah, that was interesting. That was. Because um, that's an incredible story. It was a very, it was a very, very incredible time. Um, very different than the one I'm in now. Right. Um, you know, I was, um, I had, uh, gotten the opportunity to, um, to really, you know, show more of a substantial body of work mm-hmm. and I took it very seriously and, uh, Matt Kennedy was involved in that. And this was for he, Billy Shire, though, right? Billy Shire. This Fine was Arts. Billy Shire, but this was not at La Luce. This was at Billy Shire's gallery when he had it at Culver City as well. Mm. And um, I would be showing, a, you know, uh, you know, with Carrie Ann Baudet. I don't know if you know her work. Uh, she's been on the podcast. She wrote the. Yeah, she's amazing. She wrote an essay for my book. She's awesome. I love her. Yeah, she's a. Uh, an absolute alchemist, yep. an artist of the highest order. Yep. And so it was a really huge uh, honor and opportunity. And um, I think her her last name is Bod. I'm sorry, I always get that. Bada, list. I believe. Bada. Bada. Okay, thank you. So I just want to make everyone sure that they get her name because they should look at her work. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. She she did amazing. she actually you should listen. She did a really excellent episode, an interview on here is awesome, really good. Yeah, well, she's definitely a sister of mine. Yeah. So, um, you know, I you know, I uh, got all you know, I I did all the pieces. You know what I mean? And uh, you know. Melinda and I, she was who I was with at the time. She, we were supposed to go on a San Francisco trip and I got it photographed and we were, you know, we had some nice dinner with a, with my photographer friend and uh, we were driving back. And when we reached home, um, one of the paintings had disappeared. <laughs> so, so you were driving home with all these paintings in your truck. Correct. Okay. And one of them, you got out of the car and And what what happened? And I remember Melinda's reaction was when she realized what had happened, she screamed. (laughs) And that was so disturbing. Like her scream was so disturbing. It was so brutal. And I was like, oh my God. So um, so I called my uh, photographer friend and I was like, "Uh, you know, there's a situation here, you know. So he got on the freeway and um, to backtrack our exit, and uh, he began seeing wood splinters <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. And um, it's terrible. Oh, it gets even deeper. It gets really interesting. So, um, so he he drives back to my place uh-huh. kindly enough. And he hands me this like shredded flag, <laughs> like it looked like it had come out of like the Civil War, <laughs> and that was what was left of my principal painting. Oh my god, that was your main painting from the show. Yeah, the main painting that oh we did. Oh my god, stations of and all this. Oh my god, and it was this shredded mass. That was all that was left, and. Um, you must now, have been, the you must have felt like 
shit. Oh, it was it was hilarious only in retrospect. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but, but but I'm holding this thing and what's so ironic is that the piece itself was the alchemical pelican. What's the meaning of that? The pelican pierces its own bosom to feed its young. Wow. Self-sacrifice. So he, yeah, so here I had this shredded remains or a sacrifice. And I, you know, the first thing I said to Melinda was like, well, I guess you're going to San Francisco without me. Right. <laughs> and she did. And I created an entirely new art piece from it. I glued it down to a, um, I, I replaced all of its um, missing edges with additional canvas and I repainted it. It was, you know, the, the, the crazy thing is, you know, this is a good example of how difficult the art slash magic spiritual path is because what ha that was magic. I hate yes. to say it, but that was magic 100%. because this yes. painting was, I mean, that's how powerful the painting was, that it sacrificed itself. It flew. It, yeah. fl it flew and it sacrificed itself. It I'm not even kidding. Yeah. It's like your painting did, you know, it, 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 it manifests itself in reality. The meaning of the painting happened to the painting. Yes. And that is, that's magic, but it's not rainbows and unicorns that's like no, brutal greatest, horrible the greatest shit. thing was that it shattered my ego right and, and by the way great painting will do that right and i'm not saying that that was a great painting i'm saying the process itself right whether it's me or you or whoever's listening the absolute act of painting and showcasing and and how it involves your life and all of that is the masterpiece. Right. Exactly. The, the, the ego thinks, Oh, the masterpiece is I sold it. Right. You know, Everybody loves it. For yep. it. No, the masterpiece is this. When you come to realize that every single one of your mistakes led you to this achievement. Right. And you appreciate those mistakes. And in that regard, a, a masterpiece makes you um, free of regret. Right. That's what a masterpiece does. Right. Now, our ego takes issue with that. Well, this is the this is the whole purpose of magic also, is to tear the ego down. And all spiritual practices, tear the ego down and rebuild your true self. You know, agreed. I mean, the ego's very annoying. It like wants credit for everything and doesn't fucking do jack shit. Right. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it, 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 it is required for living in a human body. So in that sense, well, yes, yes, but not for painting. Well, it's like when you're, when you're painting your best moments is when the ego is no longer involved and you are like a flower unfolding. Well, I, I, I think of it like, I would agree with that, but I would think of it as, you know, most people live, most of us live with the ego in control of your soul. 
and it's and the 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 idea is to kind of flip it to where the spirit is the master, the ego is the servant. So the ego is is you know you remembering how to mix this color, you putting the paint down and knowing how it feels right. You know these automatic things that are part of yeah. being a human being, right? You know what I'm saying? But not the thing, not those things, not being in control. So, but. I just anyway, I just wanted to make that point that that you know you sometimes you can create a painting so powerful that it actually will sacrifice itself or you know Grant Morrison talks about this with well, um, hold on give me a second oh yeah yeah okay no problem cool what were we saying Grant Morrison oh yeah yeah Grant Morrison you know it's this kind of famous talk on I think um, sigils. He talks about how he basically was creating this um, comic book and it was manifesting itself in his life as, you know, he'd, he'd do sections and then that thing would happen. And he was then he started doing it intentionally. But part of it, you know, the, the character that was based on him got his ass kicked in the comic and then or and then he got he ended up in the hospital also with getting all fucked up. So it's like, you know, it's not always, you know, it's a rough road, basically. So. But that's the great thing about it is that in rough or calm waters, if you're really creating truly, it does transcend your expectations, does transcend your wildest dreams. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I would have never been able to preconceive or procrastinate this, like, us having a a conversation today about all of this. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like this being like right now we are in the crowning achievement. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that that's what it looked like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> two human beings, two people who really care about each other, two artists that really care about each other, talking and sharing their real truth, their real insights with other people. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't understand that that would be what is gold. Right. Right. And it is. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like I, I, I don't know what I thought. Yeah. Same here. I, yeah. Like I never, you know what I, mean? yeah, like, now I never that expected any of this. Like, I really don't know what I thought. And so I'm asking the same thing that you're asking and I'm asking the same thing that everybody's listening is asking. And it's something that we could all answer together is that if we provide each other the opportunity to continue mm -hmm. to be interested in one another, right? Beyond just interested in ourselves. Yep. You know, we could really benefit. Yes. Because one thing I did learn after my journey was that your dreams and your hopes and your desires are a golden chain that are linked to others. Mm -hmm. You do not achieve this alone. Right. Absolutely. You have to do the work. Yeah, you have to do the work alone a lot of the time, but... Yes, but you don't achieve it alone. Yeah, we're all... And and, and that's connected. what 2020 is going to be about. It's going to be about invoking. It's going to, by the way, it's going to be a gnarly year. Yeah. It's not going to be a year that's like normal. I, Whatever, normal. I, I think everybody's feeling that. 
Yeah, it's going to be about invoking. You're going to have to connect. You're going to have to get into your uh, documenting, your sketchbook. That's going to be your grounding mechanism. Mm -hmm. And whatever you want to achieve, you're going to have to try to do the most difficult thing ever, which is start. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Once you start, the hardest thing to do is stop. Right. <laughs> but, but the hardest thing at first is to, you know, is to just initiate it. Right. And that's what we're going to share. And, you know, my personal project is just about me cluing in and saying, this is who I really am. This is what I've done. This is. Yeah, this is me. This is me. And I'm not expecting anything other than, you know, you just appreciating the fact that uh, I ain't playing the game. Right. Yeah. I'm vulnerable. Here I am. Yeah. And, and if you dig it, like, dude, like, thanks. Right. Like, gratitude, you know. But before it was... Um, Before it was me having to prove something. Mm, yeah. You yeah. know, and a lot of us have been bullied. Mm-hmm. Most of us. And that was the first phase. Right. You know, like I'm 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 indestructible. You can't hurt me anymore. Right. Yeah. You're not well, worth something. You know, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's how, I mean, that for me is how the whole art thing started, I think, is that, yeah. you know, I, I, um, it became a way to identify myself in a, as a, as an individual, like a strong individual that has something special that other people can't do in my town or in my circle of little friends. It's like, you know, a, a, a way of gaining self-esteem. It was something I was good at, and I and it was like, oh, this is you know, I'm not thinking this logically, but looking back as a little kid, I can see, yeah, this this gave me a sense of self early yeah. early on, and so I just kept following that, and then um, uh, uh, eventually you get you get to a point as an adult where you have to kind of destroy that self to find the real self, you know, it's like that. that you know, you have to break through and you realize that this, this got me to here and now I'm, you know, in my thirties or twenties or whatever, and I need to get to where I, who I really am. Well, that sense of self becomes one's anchor. Right. And you, and, and you have to eventually let that anchor go into the depths. Yeah. If you want the to subconscious yeah. and, and, you know, sailing upon these seas is, Difficult, especially if you've been asked to go past port and not and and to go into deep waters. Right, right. Which is where and, the true self lies, really. I think finding your true self um, lies in in that in that journey, really. Because you can you know you can just stick with that persona that you've created since you were a kid, your entire life, and be like, oh, that's it. As long as I just do this, I'm good. But it's like. It's like stages. It gets you to a certain point in your life, and then you have to grow beyond that and grow beyond that. There are some people that have been able to do that and make a living. Mm -hmm. 
Um, if you're if you're involved in what we do and you expect to make a living out of it, understand that that will be a byproduct if you're lucky. Right. But its value is mm-hmm. immeasurable. Yeah, definitely. And that's part of the encouragement that I would like to be a part of. Mm-hmm. I would like to be the very thing I didn't have. Right. Yeah. That's what now I'm focused on because when I was um, when I was um, drowning in the quicksand, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And anyone who tries to reach their hand out when you're in that state, they get dragged in. Right. So you can't blame them for being hesitant. You have to crawl your your own way out. Mm-hmm. And that is very hurtful to somebody who's drowning. Yeah. I mean, I've had to, <clears throat> I've had to. Yes. In your own. Yes. Yeah. I've had to let life. people, I've yes. had to let people go and it's. Right. It's and, brutal. And, and you wanted, you wanted. Yeah. I wanted to take them, them with. Yes, exactly. But, but you knew. So it's very they, yeah. difficult to crawl out. But I have to say that. You know, for those that are able to do so, that's admirable. Right. Like, that's dope. And and um, that's what we do. Yeah. And so my personal project, to go back to that, is about... I hope that if I'm lucky, if, if I am lucky, and I'm able to achieve that project and it actually gets in the hands of somebody that they are encouraged to crawl out on their own and to then be able to be the hand that they needed. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do next. Can you say the title? Because it's got such a cool title. You don't have to if you don't want to, but it's a of great course. title. Of course, no, it's the Magnus, or it's the Opus Magnus 13. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's, I mean, and aside from the um, more, I don't know, cosmic angle we've been talking about, we're going to eventually, you know, fund this thing and, and uh, get you on hopefully on Patreon and, and other. That, that is part of the teachings that you're giving me is to be, you know, less obscure and to be a bit more exposed. And, and, and I'm welcoming that yes. within the context of, I love the idea of us all being on a ship together mm-hmm. on this journey together. So I'm, I'm digging that I'm a good crewmate. Yeah. But, <laughs> but as far as like, you know, self-promotion and all that. I do have a bit of a handicap in that regard. Yeah, but we're taking care of that this year. That's what yeah. I mean. That's a big thing. <clears throat> that's going to be a big thing for you this year, I think, um, because this project is important, and it and it's not going to happen uh, the way it needs to happen without funding. Because you know the, the the idea of the book and everything. I mean, it's. Well, the book will be definitely on it, and 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 we're working in conjunction with Dave Sherman, mm-hmm. who's like really 
an amazing person it has a lot of insight into this concept mm-hmm. um, but it's it, the book is going to be very crucial in the sense of that the that the actual works themselves are actually feeding that. Right. Do you know what I mean? The book is going to be something that you're able to hand someone who is in a dark place Mm -hmm. or is desperate and they get inspired. Right. Because it's only through inspiration that we find ourselves. Yeah. That's what true inspiration, in my opinion, is. It's not like a hammer that makes you feel... Like you're you're like some kind of you know imbecile that has no chance. That's not inspiration. <laughs> inspiration is like, oh my goodness, I have value. Right, right. Or or uh, uh, yeah. Also, seeing something, seeing a piece of art, or hearing a piece of music that that um, makes you want to create. Yeah, it makes you want to create. Makes you that's feel like inspiration, right? right. I mean, that that's the greatest gift. And the greatest act of admiration. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that like, to say to someone, like, my goodness, like, you're, you're as good as I am. Right. And, and, and within that, you found your value mm-hmm. and you found that person's value. Right. That's well, that's, that's the, the ultimate compliment I always give artists I really, love is is it or a show if i go to a show the biggest compliment i can ever give is that makes me want to leave right now and go home and paint i have heard you say that (laughs) (laughs) i I have heard you and and that's one of the things i love about you is the fact that you are ambitious in the right way you are inspired in the right way and that you can say something you know, like that to somebody where you like you give them the compliment of saying you made me want to you reinvigorated my effort. Right. Absolutely. That's what it do does. What I'm supposed to do. Right. Yeah. And that and that's the value I get out of art. And I think that's a value um, uh, a lot of artists get out of seeing art. I'm sure all of them do really is inspiration to to work on their own work on their own unique work, you know. If art has served its purpose, I think that that is what it does. Right. Yeah. I want to say one thing before I, you know, I totally forgot to do this. I will, I'll say it in the intro as well, but I I want to bring this around again since we're, we're getting kind of near the end somewhat. Um, You're having a sale. Yeah. You need to sell some shit. Yeah. You're having a sale. And you're extending the sale a week, I believe. So, yeah, because of the podcast when we had discussed, it right. seems like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So, um, where where do people um, go and take advantage of your sale? It's like thirty percent off, and there's like originals, and is there prints? That's right. There's originals. You know, you know. Are there any prints? Or are they all original? There are a few prints. Like I, I haven't made a lot of prints of the paintings because I really held to that as a you know what i mean as a singular value mm-hmm. uh there are some prints in the sense of you know some you know uh later kind of works but there's a lot of original stuff yeah and, and it's a window it's a window right now so you know if anyone is interested that'd be great and they're, they're, they can go to the website and which and, is um, which is what's your website 
Uh, it's my name. It's Christopher, uh, and the last name is Ulrich, U-L-R-I-C-H. Uh, <laughs> Think about that for a minute. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, shit. <laughs> really? <No. laughs> you got to really just... Yes, of course. <laughs> no, my Chris- game is not something that I readily remember. <laughs> yes. ChristopherUlrich.com. Yes, yes. So go I- there. 30% off of his artwork. I, you know, I, I, uh, uh, I've always thought that you have, you, you don't get, you're underrated. You're severely underrated, I believe. And I don't think that's true with other artists. I think, uh, uh you're like an artist's artist. You, um, whereas artists who know what painting's all about really love your work, but, yeah. but you're, um, <clears throat> As far as you know, being out there in the greater world, you're underrated because your stuff, you're, you're, uh, you know, definitely one of the best painters in this whole scene for sure, at the very tippy top, as far as I'm concerned. And everybody who knows your work knows that. But for being such a great painter, you need to be known more. And, um, outside of the our artistic circles and that's what we're going to try and work on this year for you well i appreciate that and i think that you know um where the intention is real i think that you know if that be the case then it will serve a greater good but like had i gotten the kind of accolade or attention that you're describing right beforehand that could that have, been, would have disa- been a disaster. That would have, yeah, you might not be alive. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's a scary no, thought. No, it might have been. Hmm. That's a scary and thought. I, and, and I think that that's a very important point for people to really understand is the fact that what you want is very different than what you need. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, most of everybody who's listening right now actually has everything they need yes start yep or to continue it's what we want where we lose ourselves yeah or what we think what we think or what we think we need which is often what we want that's why you, you, you think you need is something that you want and then you get it and you realize oh my god i don't want this right <laughs> Yeah, but, I, I mean, like, that's the, you know, that's the journey and that we're on this, you know, and I'm just asking the same thing that everybody else is asking, you know, just um, I'm here to be of service to everybody else. And I just want to be able to continue mm-hmm. and support me. I support you. And let's let's have this uh, adventure and this journey together. I mean, that's like basically it. Yeah. You know, and the and the rest is just nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, I mean, let's well, yeah. I have no interest in like you know having a cult or right. You know what I mean? Building a temple or whatever. I just <laughs> want to be able to to complete this project because I think it will have benefit. Yeah, yeah. Whereas and- before, I was like completing these projects because. They were the most important thing in the universe. Right. And it isn't. Right. The most important thing in the universe is just you being present. 
Absolutely. So. And that's where we get into trouble when we're not present, when we're running on autopilot. Agreed. You know, which is why meditation is so important. And that's. Meditation, a bit. And you have taught me this as well, and I've been hearing this. Meditation has become now a crucial component. I've begun meditating, uh, especially since our uh, talks, and I can't go without it. Yeah, right? It's amazing. And when I initiate it, I can't stand it. Right. (laughs) It's so hard at first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's like... It's it's funny. It's it's like uh... it's part of it's part of the reverence that you bring to your practice, to your work. Right. You know, meditating is not something that gives you an immediate benefit. You know, I'm an addict, so I want immediate benefit. Right. So when you say meditate to me, I want to punch you in the face. (laughs) 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 Yep, I hear you. (laughs) By the way, took a long a lot of work to just be able to laugh about that and to admit that. Yeah, uh, I imagine. It's hard to do. Meditating is an act of reverence. Reverence creates a a sacrament or a sacred energy Mm -hmm. that helps you focus. Right, right. That's how I break it down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because there are different forms of meditation and, um, I remember for a long time, because I didn't want to meditate, like I've been meditating for probably 30 years off and on, you know, since I was a kid practically and um, maybe longer. And uh, I I remember periods where I didn't want to meditate because it's kind of a pain in the ass. Even when, you, you know, even there's days when you don't want to do it, even though now it's part of my daily routine. There's certain days where... You just don't want to do it or you feel well, like the definition of art is like you do it when you don't want to do it. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, but I, uh, I I went through a whole period there where I was kind of saying, yeah, you know, art painting is my meditation. And that's true to a degree there. You get in a meditative state when you paint. But sitting meditation is is different. It really, it it's different. It's like you kind. It's like the foundation for all the other meditations that you do. Some people do meditations while walking yeah. or exercising or painting, but it's like the foundational one that you need because right. it's like, you know, even when you're painting, you're still uh, you're thinking about what you're doing to some degree and blah blah blah. When you're meditating, it's like you're tr- you're trying to empty that uh, your head, and it's just like it's. It's the foundation. It really is the foundation of all spiritual practice and magic and everything is, is having that spiritual clarity, I guess, that it gives you. And it takes a long time. It's like it's like working out. You know, the first week you work out, first three weeks, you're like, this isn't I don't see any big muscles yet. You know, this is bullshit. It's not working. I can't do it right. It's not going to work for me. But you just have to keep doing it and keep doing it. And then it's like, ah, and then you start like relaxing into it. And then it becomes something that um, is really enjoyable when you let yourself just not do anything for a period of time. And just relax, you know. I, I, mean, I absolutely hear what you're saying. It's just like, I mean, you know, I have been told that prayer is when you're asking shit from God and meditation is when you're listening. Right, right. 
That's a good way. Um, as that's far a good way as like meditating to enjoy shit, like you're talking to somebody that that like makes no sense to. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, 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 like enjoying meditating. I'm gonna kill you right now. But, um, <laughs> um, no, it's way. It's that. It's. But it's, you're talking about. You're talking about a very different kind of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. This is why it's why we got to slow down. Any act in which you, that you continually do, like you journal, you meditate, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You paint, um, anything that you do continuously, there is a moment in which you do experience a sense of what I call levity. Where mm-hmm. you're not bound by gravity in the same way, right. which we call enjoying. Right. You feel lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Because everything else sounded really heavy. <laughs> but yes, no, but but the byproduct is by being of any kind of continuance or persistence. In a positive direction, there is a manifestation of some kind of inexplicable difference. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That we yeah. don't have really a word for. And that's what we need to encourage each other to keep doing because we have every reason not to. Right. Yeah. No kidding. And plenty of uh, options. To, to 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 not to to do to, uh, plenty of other things that we could be doing well, all the time. Distraction. So. <laughs> I one thing that's cool about that I've noticed since I've really been knuckling down for the last couple of years and meditating every day is that um, you know generally I'm I'm generally trying to clear my mind is what I do is, is focus on my breathing just the very basic but. I notice that when I have a problem or if I start thinking about something, I can yeah. I could clear that space of my mind and think about it differently. It's weird. It's like I get this. Yeah. It's like I can think clearly. It's almost like the state you get in. Um, I've I've gotten in um, during a trip, like a psychedelic trip, like towards the end after every all the craziness warns off, wears off. Your mind is thinking like more more efficiently and clearly about things and things make well, sense and it's just, not just clutter yeah, you, you know? just pointed out a very incredible dynamic and i think it really brings the entire conversation full circle about this year 2020 about vision and all this meditation grants you a higher perspective mm-hmm. when the romans were fighting they would hit the highest land point so they can gain view of the battlefield. Right. When you are in the trenches and you are eating dirt, gaining a higher perspective is crucial. Right. When you are, uh, when you want to create something and everybody's telling you, like in my case, uh, you're crazy. No one, like, no one's going to want any of this. Gaining a higher perspective is crucial. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Seeing the playing field and being able to have a sense of transcending that and really like seeing what's not readily in front of you, but what is the 
the attainable achievement or where is the moves that you can go mm -hmm. to get. Yeah. Meditation affords you that ability because the mind has a moment to rest right. from its immediate concerns. Yeah. Like, for instance, there's been so many times where you've had a conflict with somebody and you've meditated on it. And it wasn't so much a conflict anymore. Right. <clears throat> yeah. You know, really, you really saw that maybe it wasn't as important as you mm -hmm. thought. Or maybe you saw the other person's perspective. Right. Like gaining that sense of advantage is crucial. But once you, you know, but when you start to meditate and all that, you might have all these lofty notions, but just do, just sit still for 30 minutes, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's it's a, really, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. most of the time it's a horror show. Like, yes. it's not, you know, but there are moments in which you are able to deal with others better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, and the longer you do it, the easier it becomes. It becomes easier. It, it really does. And it's uh, everything. Yeah, yes. yeah. But at first, just know for people out there who haven't or are thinking about trying it or have tried it and given up, I've had a lot of people tell me, oh, I, it doesn't work for me. It does work for you. It would work for you if you put the time in and you kept doing it. It will work for you. I really believe that. Like, I think it would well, on a deeper notion, too, like you're basically saying that magic, meditation, making art, they're all the same thing. Right. You have to do them all. Yeah. Loading up your palette and painting every day is as crucial as meditating. Right. As all of these things. Yeah. As, as creating a magical intention. Like, these things are not separate. Right. Yeah, it's They're true. They're all part of the same practice. Yeah. I think it's just, I, I think the thing that separates it is talking about it, you know, and analyzing it. And that's kind of like, because we live in this world and we're in the space-time continuum, you know, we have, in order to understand things, we need to speak about them. Once you speak about things, it, it, uh, it separates. It's not, and, it, I, I, would, I, would, I would add that it's not speaking about them. It's about the where you're at. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like some people are, you know, initiated on the meditation angle, and that's what where right. they're at. Right. Some people have been like painting and didn't know. I mean, when I started painting, I didn't know anything about alchemy. I didn't know anything about meditating. I didn't know anything about like balance, mm -hmm. like balancing shit. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't know anything about. You know what I mean? All these notions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just about where you're at. Like yeah. how deep in the labyrinth you are. And the deeper you go, the smaller the, the circle. Right. So the less there is a, 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 a December, uh, you know, the less odd are these notions to each other. They become actually becoming part of the same critical thing. Right. And I think at the final moment, art, meditation, practice, it becomes a single stroke. Yep. And magic. Yeah. Like it literally, like I think that at the highest level of achievement, you're doing all four dynamics simultaneously. Well, I would say at the highest level of achieve achievement, 
your whole life is the same thing. Everything's the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. that, that's kind of, I think the ultimate goal is like, uh, you know, they say that in the, on the magical path, it's like, you know, you start off wanting to, you know, I want to make this happen. I want to manifest this. I want to manifest right. that. No. But, but you eventually, what you want to do is you want to get to a point where you're so in the flow and that you're so kind of spiritually cleansed and proper that you don't have to manifest anything because everything already manifests. It's that's, already, it's all there. That's, that's the difference between doing and gaining. Right. And it's very difficult. Yeah. You know, it's very difficult to let go. Yeah. Of gain. Yeah. And that's that simple. And not gaining what we want is the heart of addiction and the heart of disillusionment and the heart of giving up. But doing and the enjoyment of that, that's life. Yeah. That's rebirth. That's um, the source of inspiration. Inspiration came not because I thought I would gain anything. Right. But because I expressed myself fully and sincerely mm -hmm. and registered it. That's inspiration. Yeah. I'm with and you. I wish, I wish you and everybody else an incredible year and we've got to clue in with one another and I will keep you, uh, you know, obviously uh, informed of what happens next, but this is our intention. This right. is what we're doing. I agree. We're stating it right now. This right is our now. intention. Yes. We're going to keep building this community. And to anyone who's listening, like, dude, like my heart goes out to anyone who's in pain are in lo uh, alone or s like, dude, like I absolutely am there with that person mm -hmm. there with you that's listening. And it's just like the best thing that we are going to do for each other is give each other meaning. And if anyone is really hurting, whatever, like reach out, right. Like, act like, um, get a creative partner like be a part of the dark art society like let us know like this idea of suffering alone is like such a danger because that's oh, yeah. predator gets you right did you know jed likeness no jed likeness was this amazing painter uh i'm gonna have to send you some links he was he was a tattoo artist, but he was this. Oh, I remember you talking to me about yeah, this. Yeah, he he killed himself like a, yeah. a couple or I don't know how, how many years ago. Yeah, and it just was so right around Christmas too. Yeah, and and and, it, and it's just like someone shared um, a painting of his on the anniversary of his death recently in December, and it was just I uh, looking at it, it's just like oh my god, what he could have, what would he have been painting now? He was so good. He was so so talented yeah. and so incredible, and 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 really um, so you know. And it was all about the monsters, and he was it was just amazing, amazing work, and um, you know that's just an example right there of what happens yeah. if you're if you isolate yourself and you don't reach out, you know. And it's just it's just a tragedy. 
it's just a tragedy. So, you know, you owe it to yourself if you're hurting um, to reach out. You owe it to your loved ones because maybe you feel like shit, but there's people out there that care about you. And if you reach out. Well, by the way, that's the hardest thing to recognize is when you are in that kind of pain is to realize that whatever happens to you actually will hurt others. Right. And to actually care about that. That is tough. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what I I was going to say is if you, you know, even if you, you reach out just online, in, That's right. in your social circle, you'll find that there are people that care about you out there. You know, they're out there. You may not realize it or think it, but uh, if you reach out, there's a lot of support out there. So um, let's let's start using social media for for something good instead of something stupid and inane and obnoxious. Social media should not just be for promotion. It should be for connection. Yes, and, and and it should be just the first right aspect of connection the second is like direct communication yeah for sure you know what i mean like you know what i mean like like but that's where we've gone wrong right. so so i think that you know creating art and doing this together and really being involved with one another because you know last year i we didn't talk about it but last year i um i lost four people right one of which was my uncle. Yeah. That's personal. And I lost it all to this. You lost what? I lost them all to this. Right. Addiction. Yeah. To, yeah. to dying from, you know, being alone, broken, alcoholism. This My uncle was brilliant. Right. I lost it in August. So it's, this thing's a lot bigger than just, you know, oh, I have a heartbreak and... Right. I lost the girl in my dreams and all this, which got me into all of this in the first place. Right. So I thought. But yeah. <laughs> um, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. You know, it's about really becoming free and being true and being of service and doing the best work that you can do and giving back more than you take. Right. I mean, these are like really sound principles. Mm-hmm. And it's all part of the dark art society. (laughs) (laughs) We're the dark artists. We're the evil ones. Oh, (laughs) I've never met the nicer bunch of people in the dark arts. Right. (laughs) Right. It's so ironic. It takes like the dark cloak to bring the angels out. I know. The angels are dressed in the dark cults. It's Uh, hilarious. It's hilarious. (laughs) I I love that about it. I think that's so cool. That's one of the coolest things about it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad we went off on that little tangent cause it's important. It's a good thing you brought that up. Well, I've kept you long enough. I think we're almost at two hours, so I should probably let you get back to painting, which it seems like you do every single day, all day from, from every time I come to your place, I see a new amazing painting. So, um, Thank you. so uh, yeah, again, uh, go to ChristopherUlrich.com. It's U-L-R-I-C-H, since he's not really sure how to spell it. And um... <laughs> I do. I just skip. Jesus. I'm just giving you shit. Go there for another week. This is going to air on Wednesday to the public, so it's probably going to be hopefully going through the weekend or, you know. That's what we're going to shoot for, yeah. I okay. Mean, we'll see. 30% off, and his prices are already so so affordable for what they are believe me i i you know 
I know people don't collect the uh, most people into this art don't collect for um, um, investment, but you know there really is uh, something to the fact that certain artists you collect will gain value. Their their work will gain value, and um, you know if you've got the money, why not park it in some art instead of putting it in a bank and let some assholes getting rich off of it? And you know, give it to some people who need it. Have inspiration around your house, and 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 you know, if you if you you could always resell it if you need money, and it will have gained value. That's my sales pitch. But but I I you know, <clears throat> your work to to me, you're you know investing in your work as an investment is a no brainer because you're so amazing and you haven't you haven't hit this big time that you should that you will hit that i know you will hit so um anybody that's interested um in collecting should definitely i you know i would you'd be one of the first artists on my list i would recommend people collect so i appreciate that yeah no problem all right well thanks again for coming on i appreciate appreciate you taking the time out of your day it was a really excellent conversation so it was um, great to talk with you, man. Yeah, it was super fun, and um, I, I I appreciate it, and I'm really glad you're part of this whole thing we're doing, and um, I'm glad for everybody who's listening. I'm glad that you're part of this thing we're doing, and uh, uh, I appreciate you listening. And I'm you know I'm gonna try and get the Patreon together this year, so I'm offering you know people who's been following this saga. Mike left, and then I had to take over the podcast and then I wasn't able to keep up with the Patreon and give different levels, different rewards for different levels. Cause I haven't had time, but I'm really going to try and take care of that this year and just kind of build this whole, just take the whole dark art society thing uh, as far as we can this year. Um, and uh, yeah, don't forget to go on the website too. We got to, uh, we got to get you account an account on there. It's really yeah. cool. You got to see it. Um, it's darkartsociety.com. And we're trying to transition off of Facebook onto that website. So I'm going to start ex- uh, offering kind of like exclusive things that you can only get on the website. Um, still got to figure that all out, but that's what's happening this year. So anyway, whoa. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope your 2020 is going to be amazing. And um, thanks, Christopher, for coming on. Yeah, keep connected. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. I'll talk to everybody next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.